Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Suns were ready for game two. The Nuggets were not. Why did the Pacers decide to move on from their coach now? Plus, what changed for the Philadelphia 76ers in game two? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The box score won't tell the story in a dominating performance by the Phoenix Suns in a 123-98 win over the Denver Nuggets in Game 2. Devin Booker shoots 6-14. of No Phoenix Suns scores 20 or more points, and yet Phoenix absolutely rolls. Joining me now, Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns. And Brendan, what was the key to such an impressive performance from Phoenix? It was a lot of the same, I think, from what we saw in game one. But I think the the big continuing factor, and I think a player who did even better than he did on Monday night was Chris Paul. I mean, 15 assists, I think, is what he finished with. Zero turnovers, uh, just complete control over this game. The Suns were able to get up and down the floor like they did during the regular season. I mean, things just click into place when when he is at this peak like we saw during the regular season. And, and if that's the case, it's... Uh, it's not going to be it's going to be many more games like this, I think, in this series and in this postseason. Yeah. And, and coming in for Denver, you know, without Jamal Murray, there was this question about who was going to step up with Nikola Jokic. We know what we're going to get from him night in and out. Uh, he scores 24 and 13 in this game, shoots pretty well. I, I think you could make the case he could have been more aggressive, 17 shots from the, the newly minted league MVP. Maybe not enough. But to me, I look at it, Michael Porter Jr., He's supposed to be that second guy, and if he goes three for 13, you're just not going to beat Phoenix in a series like this. No, they don't have the manpower without Murray, and, um, you know, it, it. I agree. I mean, the, the back stiffness was the story with Porter heading into the game. I think he injured it in game. Uh, the second quarter of game one was, you know, tentatively questionable. Everybody assumed he would play, but does not look like himself already a player who doesn't really attack the rim doesn't necessarily use his body as a scorer more of a jump shooting type of guy and so when he loses the ability to make those shots it's it is it's it's really a shell of himself and without Jamal Murray again they just don't have that guy who can get to the rim they don't have a complement to what Jokic does unless everyone else is just making threes like we saw them do against the trailblazers. So yeah, the offense is, is far from complete when all these things sort of start to stack up. What, if anything would scare you uh, if you're the Suns heading, heading into Denver, you know, Monte Morris didn't shoot the ball well in this game, either one of seven. Um, What, if anything could Denver do that? We go, okay, this could, this could get the nuggets back in the mix. Yeah. Morris two of 17 now uh, in the series from the field. I would imagine it's not great. We could see Will Barton, I think, make a return to the starting lineup. He did make his de- postseason debut uh, this year for the Nuggets tonight and was, I believe, four of eight from the field. Had some nice energy plays, a dunk, a blocked shot, I believe. Has good size, which is something that they're lacking right now. So, you know, if he gets into that starting lineup, maybe they, they just stack up a little bit better with the size and length that Phoenix has. But I just think, I mean, you're running up against it unless they can figure out something defensively, uh, which just seems pretty, pretty hard to construct. 
it's difficult for me to imagine how the Suns would drop, um, you know, too many games to them. Maybe they get this to five or six, but I, I just think we've seen too much from the Suns to feel like they're going to lose this series. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, why did the Pacers decide to change coaches now? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet. You can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Rudy Gobert reclaimed the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year award Wednesday night, becoming the fourth player to be named the league's top defender at least three times over the course of his career. Gobert, who won the award in 2018 and 2019, before Giannis Antetokounmpo won it last year, earned 84 of 100 first-place votes and finished with 464 total points. Ben Simmons and Draymond Green finished second and third. The Islanders had the Bruins on the brink of elimination and never let off the gas pedal. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Islanders down the Boston Bruins 6-2 to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the second straight year. And the beautiful thing about this game for the Islanders, it was a real team effort. You had some great goaltending by Simeon Varlamov, two goals by Brock Nelson. But most importantly is the way the Islanders protected this lead. In the third period, they were up three goals, and they played extremely sound positional hockey, dumped the puck in when they needed to, got the puck out easily, forechecked relentlessly, and kept the Bruins hemmed up in their own zone. The only blemish, a power play goal, uh, set up by a foolish penalty by Matt Martin. But one more glorious moment for the old barn as the Islanders eliminate the Bruins. They will face the Tampa Bay Lightning again in the conference final for the second straight year with a chance at revenge. Deshaun Watson, who had requested a trade from the Houston Texans before multiple lawsuits alleging sexual assault and inappropriate behavior were filed by the quarterback, wants to join the Denver Broncos, former teammate Kareem Jackson said on a podcast. Jackson said, quote, listen, man, tell them I want to be in Denver. LeBron James will be changing from number 23 to number 6 on his uniform next season, but not to pass on his old number to Anthony Davis, as he intended to a couple years ago. The Lakers star will be seen in the number 6 before next season tips. Not in the Lakers uniform, promotional material for James' upcoming movie, Space Jam, A New Legacy, will release this week showing James' number 6, Toon Squad, uniform. If you're going to play in L.A., I guess you have to play the Hollywood game. 
That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on BetOnline.ag. The Milwaukee Bucks look to get on the board against the Brooklyn Nets tonight, down 0-2. But the series shifts to Milwaukee. The BetOnline.ag line for the game is Bucks giving three and a half. Game two between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz. Also tonight, Utah took game one after a sluggish first half. The BetOnline.ag line for this game is Utah giving three. For all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB, and golf odds, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. After a 34-38 and 38 season, the Indiana Pacers have decided to part ways with Nate Bjorkren. Joining me now from Locked on Pacers, Tony East. And, and Tony, aside from the fact that no one gets fired anymore, it's always a, a mutually parting of the ways. Why did Indiana decide to make this move at this point? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing after their season to move on from your coach after just one campaign, but... Really, it was two things happening at the same time. We saw last summer Kevin Pritchard, the Pacers president of basketball operations, saying he wanted a coach who could communicate well with players and one who could could lead his team to playoff success. And he believed that Bjorkren's past uh, and in innovative styles with G League teams and his championship experience with the Raptors could be good for leading the Pacers to to success in the postseason. And that because he's younger and that he's been an assistant for a while, he could be that communicator that that you know gets his players to to buy in and has a nice locker room setting and then neither of those things happened uh the pacers were 34 and 38 obviously their worst winning percentage in several seasons their first time out of the playoffs since um 2015 i believe uh their second worst season in a decade and then the off-court stuff obviously was really bad it got to the point of you know getting out into the media leaking that you know pacers players were unhappy with his coaching style it was often called abrasive and thing you know there's a lot of turmoil there so if he had just been lackluster as an X's and O's guy, right, and they went 34 and 38, but he was a good communicator, you know, you could chalk it up to, oh, rookie coach, short offseason, whatever, let's try this again. Or if he was just a bad communicator, but his X's and O's strategy still had to wins, you could say, okay, you know, he'll get better at this. It's, he's a first-year coach, same kind of deal. But when they both – when those are the two things that the, the Pacers front office really wanted and they both don't happen, they had no choice but to move on, especially with how bad some of the off-court stuff reportedly got injuries also played a factor here of course miles turner uh missed the last 19 games uh with a turf toe injury malcolm brogdon missed the final 10 this is still a talented team that that certainly has some upside moving forward so what is the kind of name that you think fits best here that indiana could reasonably hope to hire Sure, it's interesting because Kevin Pritchard, uh, who I just mentioned earlier, did a press conference today, and he talked about kind of the pendulum of NBA coaching, where on one end of the pendulum is like your young first-year coach who's really innovative and has all these ideas, kind of like Nate Bjorkman was last year. And on the other end, you have your veteran who's really set in his ways, and they're really good ways, but they're, they're not going to change. They're pretty rigid, and this guy's got his style. And he made it clear that they don't want to to, to overcompensate for the pen, overcompensate the pendulum, right? So if Bjorkren's really far on one end, they don't want to go, oh, this was wrong. Let's go all the way back to the other side. They want to figure out the right middle ground there to get the right coach for their team, wherever that spot on the pendulum is. I thought that was well said. Um, so it seems like they'll go with someone with more experience this time. Terry Stotts, who just got fired in Portland, is a name that's been reportedly linked to the team um, from various outlets already. Um Steve Clifford, who was fired by the Magic, also earlier this week was linked by the Athletic to the Pacers. And then the Indianapolis star earlier today, Mike Budenholzer, who's coaching the Bucks right now in the playoffs, if he is 
to get fired. Uh, J. Michael of the Indianapolis Star reported he will, quote, rocket to the top of the Pacers list. And another one in that Indy Star article is former Pacers assistant coach Brian Shaw, who uh, played in the NBA for a long time, head coach of the G League Ignite team last year. So uh, the short, th- those are the four names that have popped up so far, but it's a little early to say. And, you know, since they're still sorting through the pendulum and they went through a hiring process last year, for, I'm sure the name list is longer than that since they interviewed a bunch of guys last year. What changed for the 76ers in game two? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why? Because they're all covered in 100% chocolate with flavors like coconut, almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel. And they have these limited edition flavors. Right now, they just sent us this grasshopper flavor that is out of this world. Get in on the action. If you haven't, First of all, why not? And second of all, we're going to make it easy because we are giving you a discount. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. That gets you 15% off the best tasting protein bar ever, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. With the series tied 1-1, the Philadelphia 76ers and Atlanta Hawks each try and take control of this best of seven series in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Joining me now from 94-1 WIP, host of the Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie Show, Joe DeCamera. And Joe, we saw a, a difference really starting in the second half of game one of this series that translated into game two. So what, from your perspective, changed that you think the Sixers need to carry into game three and beyond so that they can take care of this series? Yeah. Hey, Peter, it's great to be on the, on the show here with you, man. You know, the Sixers uh, took care of business last night, but I will tell you, I was, I was concerned uh, from a Philly standpoint that they struggled at times last night. You know, I think the biggest thing they changed from game one to game two were the first half of game one is, as you alluded to, to, you know, the second half of game one and beyond was they started putting the right people on uh, Trey Young to defend him. I mean, Ben Simmons, wasn't defending Trey Young for the first half, and that was stupid. You know, last night they made the decision, Doc Rivers did, to go with uh, Ben right out of the gate on Trey Young. did a very, very nice job on it defensively. You know, they, the Sixers have a tremendous uh, defensive player off the bench named Matisse Thibel who came in, did a heck of a job as well. Um, so it was, it was a good substitution. It was the right call. And those were the two guys that primarily won Trey Young. They, they really did a great job uh, funneling him towards some other players. Far cry from game one, first half, when Danny Green was on him and really incapable of staying with him. Nice adjustment, but I will say an adjustment that never should have been needed because it was a, a flat mistake by Doc Rivers in game one to have the wrong player defending Trey Young in the first place. Let's say Trey Young, who we have seen take this sort of superstar leap in this playoffs, does what superstars do and figures that out. Joel Embiid in both games goes essentially for 40 and 10. Is there an, another level you think he can get to and will he need to in order for Philly to win this? Well, it's an interesting thing. A couple of things on, on what you said there. So first off, I would definitely not call Trey Young a superstar. He's a star player. He's accomplished basically nothing in the playoffs historically. Um, he won a first round series against the Knicks. He beat the Sixers in game one. He's a really good player. Uh, and I admire the way that guy plays, but I'm, I'm careful on the superstar label. That's just me. Okay. I think that uh, Embiid is, listen, he's given the Sixers everything he can. Is there another level? I mean, I'm sure there's a game he could score 45, 
But when a guy scores 39 and 40, there's no complaints. The, if the Sixers don't win the title, and I don't think the Sixers will win the title, it's not, be, it's not going to be because Joel Embiid, when healthy or healthy enough, doesn't give them more. That's not going to be the issue. The issue is going to be the other parts, and primarily Ben Simmons as the other main part of the other parts. Um, Joel's doing his job. Joel's ready to win a title. Joel's good enough to win a title. I don't think Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons last night scored four points. He shot the ball three times. That's pathetic. Now, I know he played great defense on Trey Young. I admire that. Um, it's just very aggravating to many, I'll call it millions, because I'm certain it is, millions of Philadelphia 76ers fans that Ben Simmons doesn't do more offensively. And it's just not enough Batman to Joel's, not enough Robin to Joel's Batman. And in the end, I think that'll bite the Sixers. And finally, Oklahoma breaks the home run record as they force a Game 3 in the Women's College World Series, beating Florida State 6-2. During their Game 2 win, Oklahoma hit their 159th home run of the season, breaking the record set by Hawaii in 2010. The final game will be played Thursday afternoon. Oklahoma is seeking its fifth national championship. Florida State is trying for its second title in four years. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up Friday. Can the Bucks or Clippers get on the board? We'll see and have the latest. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.